0: Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building Christian Uniting Ministry. We discuss current issues in our Christian faith. We chat about our lives. We do a devotional. We offer prayers and praise that you share with us. So never be alone. Join us. You can reach us at our website at branchliving.com through Facebook at Branch Living. We have an international community there and it would be a privilege to have you join us. There you can comment, post photos, prayer requests, praise reports. So join us on Facebook at Branch Living. You can also email your prayer requests and praise reports to me at lisa at Living.com. So we try to podcast two to three times a week. We got a little bit behind uh, during the holiday season. Um, But we begin a little bit about our day. We share a prayer and we open our time together. But the heart of this podcast is our branch living message. We chat about issues in our lives. We move to Christian news, views, events, just interesting happenings in today's Christian family. We have a brief devotional and we are reading through Spurgeon this year. And then we end with your prayers and praise reports. So uh, join us and spread the word. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, uh, let us join together and join the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to come together. We thank you for this bright, sparkling new year and all the promise that is held within it. We ask that you give us this time together to learn more about you, to share our thoughts and ideas and prayers, and just to come together as a Christian family, putting aside all of the chaos in the world today and focusing on you, your family and this body. We praise your precious name and we pray this in your special son's name, Jesus. Thank you again, Father, amen. So, wow, it is a new year and um, I think many of us are glad to see 2020 pass. 2020 started with such excitement, a brand new decade And I know that one of the Bible shows I listened to, uh, the word that they gave for that year, they always give a word for the year uh, for people to focus on and then people can have their own words that they wanna focus on. But this particular uh, Bible group focused on the word vision for 2020 and um, they were talking at the end of the year about how that wasn't quite the vision that they had imagined or the interpretation of the word, Um, Perhaps they had new vision into their own lives and into their own experiences and to what really mattered to them in terms of their lives, their family, their faith, their church, their friends, uh, in light of the isolation of the pandemic. But uh, certainly it wasn't a year that they had great vision or great ability to plan uh, with the pandemic and everybody being locked up. So it's interesting that that same group now—they um, picked a word for 2021, and the group—the word is "mend." Uh, that we really need to come together and mend as a world, as a country, even ourselves, as we try to put this pandemic uh, behind us during the next few months. So um, interesting thoughts about 2020 and new hope and renewed hope for 2021 and as Christians we always have renewed hope and always have faith in a bright future because we know ultimately our future is with Christ and with his family and so uh, we look way ahead and we see uh, just a wonderful future ahead for each of us that put our trust and faith in Christ. So uh, we're at B, we're at Bonding with God in the branch living uh, way that we kind of do our life planning. And today I want to talk a little bit about Epiphany. So Christmas is over and New Year's Eve is behind us. And it seems like a very long six weeks before we get to the next holiday that is culturally celebrated in uh, Western culture. And that is Valentine's Day. But there is a season before valentine's day that really should be celebrated and that season is epiphany different church denominations start and end this season at different times with many starting on epiphany day and ending on or sometime before ash wednesday so what is epiphany and why should we celebrate it well in western christianity Epiphany commemorates the visit of the Magi to the Christ child. So in this sense, the holiday is considered the Gentiles Christmas, the time when God opened the eyes of a few, perhaps three, Persian or Arabian astrologers who came to see the newborn Jewish king. These Gentiles were the first non-Jews to visit the baby Jesus and to honor him as a future king. So the day of Epiphany is named such because the word Epiphany means manifestation. And this was the coming of Christ brought forth or manifested to the Gentile world. In Eastern Christianity, Epiphany honors the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River. So in this case, the manifestation or the Epiphany is the divine nature of Christ, who was both fully man and fully God. We should celebrate this season because both manifestations, be it the divinity of Christ or Christ being revealed to the Gentile community, um, those two revelations are foundational to our hope and our faith. God among us, God for us, only Easter is more significant in terms of its ramifications. So how is Epiphany celebrated in different places? Well, in many countries, Epiphany is celebrated with special pastries. Children receive gifts in their shoes, honoring the Magi's gifts to the baby Jesus. In Eastern traditions, baptism is common during Epiphany and houses are blessed with holy water. So again, it's, you know, when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, They commemorate Epiphany with baptism or with holy water. In New Orleans and in much of the southeastern region of the United States, Epiphany is celebrated with the baking and eating of three round cakes, uh, which contain a little figure or a token, and then whoever finds that little figure or token in their slice of cake is responsible for making the cakes the following year, and so the tradition lives on. In Germany, groups of young people called star Singer or star singers travel door to door dressed as the three wise men with their leader carrying the star. And the singers then are offered treats at the homes that they visit and they receive donations to charities. So many, many different ways of celebrating Epiphany. When I was doing some reading on this this week, Um, There are many countries that not only do the baptism, but they actually have groups of people that stand in freezing water and all kinds of things. But um, Epiphany is definitely worth noting, definitely worth celebrating, and Epiphany Day this year is January 6th. And so how will you celebrate this special day? How will you commemorate Either the um, revealing of Jesus as God or the baptism of Jesus. And if you miss the sixth, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, well, the sixth is over, again, Epiphany in the church uh, calendars often pres- seem to be a season. And so um, the season of Epiphany lives on until Ash Wednesday. So if you can't, if you miss Epiphany, the actual day of January 6th, Take time sometime during the season to celebrate the Epiphany, the coming of God and what that means to us as Gentiles. Um, In terms of Christian news today, I was looking to see how churches are starting to reopen or at least consider 2021 as I've been setting my own goals for the year and looking ahead at 2021. I thought, I wonder how churches are doing this. And so um, in my study and in my article reading, lots of different ways that churches are looking ahead, anything from uh, cutting their sanitation uh, budgets and starting to not stock up as much on hand sanitizer and those types of things, uh, to trying to creatively figure out how to bring people back uh, safely. But I found this one article that I thought was particularly good And it is a blog by The Baptist Messenger, and um, its name is Chris Forbes, and he spells out the four big 2021 goals for your church if the Lord wills. And so um, he, he talks about the fact that, you know, in 2020, no one really saw that coming. And so we always do have to say if God wills, because oftentimes, as we talked about earlier in this episode, the you know, we make these plans and we set words like vision only to find out that God really had a different vision and uh, God's vision is always the one that prevails. So he does say God willing. But he considers the four big goals for 2021 for churches. The first one is increase worship attendance. So he really feels that it's central to people to come back together and for churches to improve intentionality, quality, and consistency in weekly ministries. Um, and so he he wants the church attendance. He sees that it's declining all over. He particularly is in Oklahoma, but um, he really feels like assembling together is a key part of being healthy disciples, and so churches really need to focus on increasing worship attendance. His second goal is to increase baptisms, and I found that to be a really interesting goal. He says, this baptism goal pushes the priority of evangelism, and also feeds our focus on discipleship and church membership. Um, And so he sees an increase in baptisms as being a direct correlation to discipleship, evangelism, and a healthy growing church. We embrace brokenness in order to lead people into a new life in Christ that proclaims baptism. So goal three that he sets is increasing missions sending so our mission of the gospel calls out to go to all nations and the missionary heart is an indicator of healthy disciples and healthy churches so he calls for churches to pray for call out and encourage um, missions missionaries to go into career uh, missionary work and then really to elevate missions education and to really Create a key part in your worship service or within the church as vital roles in mission sending uh, but the local church he emphasizes has to be the primary catalyst in that either through funding through supporting or through just creating a culture of it, which kind of grows the desire to be missionaries so goal 3 increasing mission sending and then goal 4 he lists is increasing cooperative program giving So not just giving um, out in the world, but really looking along the lines of what programs are worthy of church support within your local community and using that as a mechanism to show the church reaching out into the local community and really offering labor support dollars to be able to do that. Um, And so he, he expresses the fact that the gospel is best shown through giving And that increased giving corresponds to increased attendance, increased baptism, and increased sending. So those four goals in his mind feed each other. The one that I would add to his list, I found his list to be spot on, uh, but the one I would add to his list is increased prayer. Because again, I think behind all of these different goals is uh, praying and asking that God make his will, our will, so that we are inspired to do His will, whatever that is in our local communities. And I know oftentimes I find it hard to discern that, but I think we just all need to keep at it and keep praying that God, if we even don't know His will at that time, that God will move us in the direction that He wants us to go. So uh, great uh, advice and good way to start planning in your own church and developing your own goals in spite of this pandemic. Um, Everyone seems to project that by the time we are here in 2022, this pandemic will be long behind us and our churches do need to reopen, um, following this pandemic at least, and need to become vital and active parts of our community again if we in any way have kind of toned that down. So lastly today, I would like to uh, read Spurgeon. And I am reading from Genesis 1-4, and God saw the light. And again, this is Spurgeon's uh, devotions. This morning we noticed the goodness of light and how the Lord divided it from darkness. And we now note the special eye which the Lord has for light. God saw light. That's in quotes. He looked at it, gazed upon it with pleasure and saw that it was good. If the Lord has given you light, dear reader, he looks on that light with peculiar interest, for not only is it dear to him as his own handiwork, but because it is like himself, for he is light. Pleasant it is to the believer to know that God's eye is thus tenderly observant of that work of grace which he has begun. He never loses sight of the treasure which he has placed in these earthen vessels. Sometimes we cannot see the light, but God always sees the light, and that is much better than our seeing it. Better for the judge to see my innocence than for me to think I see it. It is very comfortable for me to know that I am one of God's people, but whether I know it or not, if the Lord knows it, I am still safe. This is the foundation. The Lord knows that they are his. You may be sighing and groaning because of inbred sin and mourning over your darkness, yet the Lord sees the light in your heart, for he has put it there and all of the cloudiness and gloom of your soul cannot conceal your light from his gracious eye. You may have sunk low in despondency, even despair, But if your soul has any longing toward Christ, and if you are seeking to rest in his finished work, God sees the light. He not only sees it, but he preserves it in you. I, the Lord, do keep it. And again, that is a direct quote. This is a precious thought to those who, after anxious watching and guarding of themselves, feel their own powerlessness to do so. The light thus preserved by his grace, he will one day develop it into the splendor of noonday and the fullness of glory. The light within us is the dawning of the eternal day." And what a powerful message that is for those of us who come through this pandemic and are feeling a bit depressed and really are not in touch with God's light within us. We don't see that. We don't feel that. I hear that more and more in different groups that I'm part of, that um, people are just a little bit overwhelmed and despondent and just uh, don't have seen so much darkness through this pandemic that they no longer feel that light of God within themselves. And so what Spurgeon is saying to us today is if you don't feel it, hold on to the fact that God still sees it and that it is more important for God to see that light within us than for us to see that light or to feel it. Because God will one day develop that light into the splendor of noonday and the fullness of glory. That light within us will be the dawn of an eternal day. So, amen. What a a great reading today from Spurgeon. Moving to our prayer uh, requests and praise reports, um, I did have a person ask for prayer today. Um, he, his wife is uh, one month from giving birth, and he just found out yesterday that he has COVID, and um, now his uh, son and his wife are exhibiting symptoms, and so they will get tested in two days, and are fairly certain that they have it too. And of course, with this. Uh, Being this close to delivery, the family's very concerned and so we are lifting them up in prayer as we are all people who are um, involved in this pandemic in any way. Either the caregivers, those that are serving the public, or those who have the virus themselves, um, or those who have loved ones who have had the virus. So uh, will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we're able to spend together. Um, as a Christian family, just contemplating some of the things that are uh, part of our Christian world, part of our Christian life, and part of our Christian experience. And we know, Father, that a key part of that is prayer. And so today we are lifting up all of those who are listening to this podcast and asking you to richly bless them, to alleviate their anxiety, and to give them that spirit of hope that a new year brings. We especially are lifting up this family uh, with, the, with the COVID diagnosis and the soon uh, to be birth within the family that you protect the entire family unit and uh, bring the, the virus uh, to a safe conclusion within that family and uh, let them all recover their health. We pray for anyone who is suffering in this pandemic, or really anyone who is suffering from illness, be they mental illnesses or physical illness. We know that you are the great healer. We pray this in your precious name, amen. So before we conclude our time today, I just again wanna remind you that we do have a Bible study uh, that we're part of and you can just email me at lisa@branchliving.com at if you would like to join us for that bible study or if you would like to uh, jump in for one session to see what it's like that would be fine we do it by zoom we do it on tuesdays at seven from seven to eight and that's central time and um, i would be happy to send you a link so that you can join us at any given time, as I've said before, there's a maximum of eight or nine of us. Sometimes there are a few as few as three of us on the Bible study, but it's just an hour uh, time reading the scripture. We each take turns reading and studying God's word. We there lift up prayer requests and praise reports as well. So you are always welcome to join us. Um, and again, if you would like uh, me to offer prayer through the podcast for you, you can send your prayer request to me at lisa at branchliving.com. You can message me through Facebook um, or you can post them on our Facebook page as well. And so as always, it is a pleasure to spend this time with you and um, hope to be uh, podcasting again in just a few days. And so until that time, I ask you to stay close to God, stay in touch and I will chat with you again soon.